This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Propax with NT Factor, a complete vitamin and mineral formula. NT Factor is the only nutritional formula clinically proven to reduce fatigue, whatever the cause, whether it be age, illness, or just being run down. NT Factor repairs damaged cells, restores healthy bacteria in your digestive tract. Clinical trials have shown NT Factor reduces fatigue by almost half, and it even reverses some symptoms of aging. I've been taking NT Factor for years, and now the 45-day money-back guarantee you have nothing to lose. To order, call 800-982-9158. That's 800-982-9158. Or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine, America's foremost program on health, medicine, and nutrition, featuring the latest on both conventional and alternative therapies. Now, here's Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Welcome to another hour of the weekend edition of Intelligent Medicine. 877-726-8255 is your passport into the doctor's office. And you can pose a question or you can share a comment. Perhaps it's about vaccinations or lockdown or anything related to intelligent medicine. Call us at 877-726-TALK, T-A-L-K. And um, we got lots uh, coming up uh, this hour, including your phone calls. By the way, that number, 877-726-8255, is available to you 24-7-365. So if a question occurs to you in the middle of the week, you know, when we're not on the air, uh, you can call in and record a question, as did this individual. Let's hear it. Hello, Dr. Hoffman. My name is Michael, and I'm calling on behalf of my wife. She is five foot four inches tall. She weighs 100 pounds. She's 62 years old and very active. She has osteoporosis. For example, her lumbar spine has a T score of minus 2.9 and a Z score of minus 1.6, and she has had a 14.4% decrease in bone density in nine years. She has broken one ankle and both wrists at different times. Uh, she has been taking 70 milligrams weekly of Fosamax for one year, and this has held her numbers as stable to improving. You have mentioned strontium for this situation. Would you recommend it in conjunction with Fosamax? What dosage would a five foot four, 100-pound woman take? Also, I see that there is more than one strontium. What strontium would you recommend? Strontium renolate or strontium citrate? Thank you very much for your help. Really appreciate it. Okay, great question. Really uh, comprehensive uh, data that you're sharing, uh, you know, all the parameters. And uh, so let me comment on the situation. 62-year-old woman, relatively young, so she's going to be around for uh, quite some time, as women tend to have a lot of longevity. And uh, there's a rapid decline in bone density, and there's a reduction in bone density uh, in the spine. It's not too terrible, but it is uh, getting serious. Uh, moreover, she's had uh, several fractures, and that suggests uh, bone fragility. Uh, she's rather petite, and so uh, she's an excellent candidate for some kind of intervention to get her bone strengthened. So uh, sometimes what I've said to patients is um, if you're going to do a medical treatment, uh, see what the medical treatment's going to do. Uh, before adding strontium, because you, you won't know. You'll say, gee, you know, bone density is really improving, but is it the strontium? Is it the medical treatment? Let's see what each will do. 
or, or conversely, if you want to defer medical treatment, just take the strontium alone, see if the strontium is going to help. Strontium uh, is available in the U.S. as strontium citrate over-the-counter. The prescription form is strontium ranolate, available in the U.K. and in Europe. Um, and so uh, 680 milligrams, uh, which is two capsules of the 340 or two capsules of the 300 uh, taken nightly, uh, over a period of a couple of years, you know, usually they allow you a bone density test, a DEXA, uh, every couple of years. You'll see usually some uh, improvement with the strontium. Uh, so, but here the question is, she's already taking Fosamax, which is a bisphosphonate medication. And uh, the limitation with these bisphosphonates is that you really shouldn't take them too long. They will enhance bone, but you get diminishing returns uh, in as few as three to five years. You really don't want to take them seven, eight, nine, ten years because you'll actually get uh, a phenomenon called um, uh, called uh, increased fracture susceptibility that is bisphosphonate-related. The, they, in effect, make the bones more brittle after a certain point. The benefits are outweighed by the risks of a spontaneous fracture which can occur with as little as, you know, stepping off a curb. So um, I would say, yeah, fine, you know, take the bisphosphonate for, you know, a couple of years. Uh, can you combine it with strontium? Well, there's an interesting article here I pulled up for this question, um, which is entitled The Combined Use of Bisphosphonates, which includes you know, Phosphamax and Reclast and, um, you know, other forms of the bisphosphonates. Beneva, and so on. Um, the combined use of bisphosphonates and strontium with, um, uh, for osteoporosis. And what they found is that um, bisphosphonates and strontium increase the mass and the thickness of bone trabeculas, which are the little, like the, the network of bone. Bone is actually kind of um, porous, and there's like a network uh, which uh, creates bone strength. Uh, because if they were solid, your bones would be super heavy. So the combination of bisphosphonates and strontium increase the mass and thickness of bone trabeculas, improve the bone biomechanical properties, and diminish the bone fracture risk. So, uh, you know, there you have it. Um, it this suggests that a combination is uh, safe, um, but in view of the fact that you're, it's, it's not that critical to race to remineralize and strengthen the bone in this case. So you might, uh, just take all the other things that are helpful for bone, like vitamin K2 and adequate levels of vitamin D along with the Fosamax, uh, and, um, you know, await a bone density. And then at a certain point when you can't take the bisphosphonates anymore because, of the risk, uh, I just had a patient come in and her doctor uh, suspended the use of reclast after just a couple of years saying, oh, you know, we're concerned because we're seeing higher risk of fracture. People get too many injections of this injectable bisphosphonate. So there's going to be a point where you can't take it any longer, uh, at which point then you can start on a program of strontium. Um, you know, it, if I think if I were uh, seeing this patient, I might say, well, you know, 
no emergency here. Use the bis use the bisphosphonate for a couple of years, uh, and then switch to strontium along with things like uh, olive leaf, uh, vitamin K, vitamin D. Uh, you know, moderate amounts of calcium, but not excessive amounts of calcium. Um, Iperflavone. Uh, these are some of the ingredients that you find in a balanced osteoporosis supplement. And then uh, see how the bone density proceeds. She should be fine. It's great that she was identified at being at risk. Uh, I think it's important that she get the medication at this time, but don't go too long on it. That would be my advice. 877-726-8255 is our number. And um, this item, in these unprecedented times, you know, we need effective immune support. And that's why I'm excited to introduce two formulas that really work, CV Defense and CV Acute. There's nothing quite like them. CV Defense is a daily preventative. The only supplement that delivers the six most important ingredients to optimize your immune function, including... PEA, that's a, an up-and-coming critical molecule for long-term immunity at the cellular level. Not that many people know about it, but PEA, I think, is going to be very, very important going forward. It's an exciting supplement. CV Acute is a fast-acting, great-tasting syrup for direct immune activation. It eliminates invaders of the fruit, flower, and root of patented Chinese medicine. I take it when I feel run down to fend off respiratory infections. Both products are safe, all-natural, and backed by numerous clinical trials. For more information and to order, go to TotalImmuneHealth.com. Take advantage of discounts from 30 to 50% off just for listening to Intelligent Medicine. That's TotalImmuneHealth.com, special offer for Intelligent Medicine listeners. TotalImmuneHealth.com for the most exciting immune support products in years. And um, we'll talk uh, in a few moments about vaccine passports. Are they a good idea? But I promised to share this story to you, for, with you in light of the legalization of pot in many states. And it looks like it may go federal. Uh, lots of people are going to be having even more access to pot. Young people have more access to pot. People driving will have more access to pot. Um, but there's some concerns because pot can impair performance, reflexes. It can have mood-altering effects. And um, here's a study on its effects on vision. Research performed at the University of Grenada in Spain, I guess, indicates that smoking cannabis significantly alters key visual functions such as visual acuity, contrast sensitivity, three-dimensional vision, the ability to focus, and glare sensitivity. So uh, if you're taking a Greyhound bus and you're you know, thinking uh, cross-country and your driver is smoking pot, I mean, you think it's a good idea? Probably not. Probably not. Um, however, the researchers noted that more than 90% of users are confident that using cannabis has no effect on their vision or perhaps only a slight effect. Au contraire, according to this study, the results show the following consumption visual, visual aspects such as visual acuity, contrast sensitivity, three-dimensional vision, which is called stereopsis, another depth perception, the ability to focus, and glare sensitivity significantly worsened. So... Uh, you know, how confident are you that your the teenage driver in your family 
is going to do a good job uh, after they smoked a couple of joints, especially the ultra-powerful weed that is now available. 877-726-8255 is our number. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine. Our bodies depend on a potent powerhouse of beneficial bacteria that support and improve every aspect of our health. Dr. O'Hara's formula encourages probiotics to function at their peak performance. Encapsulated in a vegetarian soft gel, Dr. O'Hara's probiotics is a live paste of 12 strains of probiotic bacteria and nourishing prebiotics from whole fruits and vegetables. Transformative postbiotic compounds created during Dr. O'Hara's probiotics exclusive three-year fermentation process are present in every capsule. These restorative postbiotics nurture diverse gut bacteria, leading to better digestion, improved immunity, and exceptional health. Join the millions of people worldwide who know the power of Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. Discover the Dr. O'Hara difference for yourself. Dr. O'Hara's probiotics are available at natural health retailers nationwide and online. Go to www.essentialformulas.com for a retailer near you. That's essentialformulas.com. In these unprecedented times, we need effective immune support. That's why I'm excited to introduce two formulas that work. CV Defense and CV Acute. There's nothing quite like them. CV Defense is a daily preventative. The only supplement that delivers the six most important ingredients to optimize your immune function, including PEA, a critical molecule for long-term immunity at the cellular level. CV Acute is a fast-acting, great-tasting syrup for direct immune activation. It eliminates invaders with a fruit flower and root of patented Chinese medicine. I take it when I feel run down to fend off respiratory infections. Both products are safe, all-natural, and backed by numerous clinical trials. For more information and to order, go to TotalImmuneHealth.com and take advantage of discounts from 30 to 50% just for listening to Intelligent Medicine. That's TotalImmuneHealth.com. TotalImmuneHealth.com for the most exciting immune support products in years. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here. 877-726-8255 is our number, and uh, we'll take some additional questions in just a moment. But um, among the most contentious issues around COVID, vaccine passports, uh, the idea being that uh, vaccine passports will enable people to safely congregate, say, at a sporting event uh, or go on a plane, uh, or even travel to a certain country, which will demand uh, proof of vaccination to allow entry. Uh, this may extend to uh, clubs, it may extend to businesses, um, it may extend to uh, government entities, uh, even the armed forces. Uh, you got to show a vaccine passport uh, in order to get in. And uh, this is something which um, is getting a lot of play. And in fact, they are setting up systems that enable people to have an app that records their vaccination status. Uh, some people are happy to opt in. Uh, some people are very, very much against this because it, they feel it's a form of uh, coercion. And uh, there's an article in um, MedPage, uh, which is um, a very, very popular medical site by 
a physician named Vinay Prasad. He's an MD. He's also a master's in public health. And he's very, very much pro-vaccine. Uh, he acknowledges that vaccines are a tremendous advance. He thinks uh, everybody should get a vaccine. He's not against vaccines. Uh, but when it comes to vaccine passports, he writes, vaccine passports are a bad idea. And uh, here's his conclusion. He says, when it comes to daily domestic activities, a vaccine passport results in a trade-off. It very modestly changes the risk to vaccinated individuals. By that, he means that uh, already vaccinated individuals uh, can go to places where, like a movie theater, for example. Say you have to show a vaccine passport to get into a movie theater. Well, um, that means these people are already vaccinated. So what's the risk to them if someone comes in who is unvaccinated and who may be, hypothetically, a silent carrier of COVID? He says that, for example, an example of the movie theater, um, you know, if you're unvaccinated, which he doesn't advise, people take a risk. They go to a place, but most of the people are already vaccinated, so they're very unlikely to transmit COVID. So what's the point? You know, the unvaccinated people are unlikely to get it, and the vaccinated people are unlikely to get it. So what's the deal? It says... Um, it very modestly changes the risk of vaccinated individuals and those who do not have a vaccine option. Uh, by that, he means uh, there's some people who maybe shouldn't get vaccines. You know, they're like, what about kids? <laughs> you know, um, kids so far, you know, that not been authorized kids to get the vaccine. Um, there are other people with certain, perhaps certain medical conditions where doctors are advising them not to get the vaccine. It changes the places unvaccinated individuals can congregate which may or may not curb or fuel virus, viral spread. In other words, maybe there'll be like clubs where people go to, so for all the unvaccinated people, where they kind of hang out, they don't wear masks, they flaunt it. Um, it will be met with political opposition and may result in unanticipated, unpredictable, harmful outcomes, including perpetuating discrimination, because guess what? A lot of people don't have access to apps. They talk about, you know, no voter ID. Well, what about no, no vaccine passport? because vaccine passports may require some technological expertise to load your vaccine status onto a app, uh, you know, which is confusing for a lot of people, especially older people, poor people who don't have access to uh, Internet. It will at all times surely malfunction. There'll be, there'll be fraud. Some people will be angered by that. It will require massive political capital institutes, so not worth it. Are you looking to give your immune system a boost? This is Dr. Ronald Hoppen with a natural solution from Future Farm Botanicals, liquid wild oil of oregano with rosemary extract and natural honey flavor. Future Farm's wild oil of oregano supports a variety of health benefits, including antimicrobial effects, as well as supporting the immune system. Plus, Future Farm is the first ever to formulate wild oil of oregano with rosemary. Rosemary aids circulation, helps alleviate muscle pain, improves memory, and also gives your immune system a boost. The natural honey flavor enhances the taste while still giving you all of the benefits. Future Farm sources this product from the Mediterranean and produces it in the United States. For more information and to order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's future, P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Wild oil of oregano is all natural, science-based, and works without adverse side effects. MyFutureFarm.com slash Hoffman.
This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman. I'm a huge fan of Kyolic Age Garlic Extract Reserve. Take it myself for prevention and recommend it to my patients with high coronary calcium scores, elevated cardio risks, and compromised immune health. Kyolic's Age Garlic Extract Research is impressive with over 870 peer-reviewed published scientific articles. Most compelling are studies demonstrating the slowing of atherosclerosis and those showing antihypertensive benefits, ideal for optimizing blood pressure. Kyolic Reserve also works well with statins to enhance cardio protection. It's no surprise that Kyolic Age Garlic Extract is the best-selling garlic supplement on the market. Made from organically grown garlic, the aging process makes it completely odorless and it won't upset your stomach. I recommend taking Kyolic Reserve daily as part of your heart-healthy lifestyle. Look for Kyolic Reserve at fine natural health retailers near you. Learn more at Kyolic.com. That's K-Y-O-L-I-C.com. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here. 877-726-8255 is uh, your number to call during the program or even if the program's not on the air, you can call 877-726-8255 and record a question as did this individual. Dr. Hoffman, I would very much appreciate your opinion on the efficacy of chelation therapy versus ozone therapy. Thank you very much. Okay. Well, uh, you know, there are some similarities between chelation therapy and ozone therapy. Both are intravenous therapies and both are alternative therapies, but there the similarity ends. Uh, the kind of thing that you might get if you go to uh, an integrative physician uh, who can administer these therapies, but uh, chelation therapy is something that is used to remove heavy metals from the body. And uh, it can be administered uh, orally. There are certain oral chelators, but uh, the uh, intravenous form of chelation therapy involves uh, an intravenous drip of, um, of EDTA. And the EDTA pulls out excess uh, cadmium and lead and to some extent mercury and thus helps to detoxify the body. And, and studies have shown that there, there may be benefits in terms of cardiovascular health, uh, in terms of brain health. And uh, so that's what uh, chelation does. Essentially, it's a detoxifying therapy. Uh, ozone therapy, on the other hand, is um, involves the injection, usually. Sometimes there's uh, rectal insufflation, or you can put a bag over a wound and apply it topically, but uh, it's usually an injection of ozone into the body. And the idea is that uh, ozone is a very disinfecting gas, so it has uh, antiviral effects, it may have anti-cancer effects. And so um, when you say efficacy, um, you know, it depends on what, you know, what are you dealing with? Uh, these are therapies that uh, are targeted to different types of conditions. And so, um, you know, in terms of the scientific documentation, there's a lot of research from Germany about uh, oxidative therapies. That's actually one of the headquarters of um, oxidative uh, treatment using uh, ozone, um, dating back many, many decades. They have a tradition of using it there. And uh, the research on that is uh, there, but it hasn't really come along, it really hasn't come along in terms of um, widespread acceptance 
uh, or continued uh, clinical validation. I, there may that may be because there's a prejudice against uh, off the beaten track types of therapies. Uh, with chelation therapy, there was a major study, the TACT study, that actually I was uh, participated in, uh, which showed that, uh, especially in diabetics who've had a heart attack, if they undergo chelation therapy, 40 treatments, uh, they have a much lower risk of subsequent heart attacks. And that may be because removing uh, lead, cadmium, heavy metals uh, protects the arteries and reduces the risk of uh, subsequent uh, atherosclerosis. So there you have it. Uh, 877-726-8255. And uh, now for a trio of stories on pregnancy and reproductive health. You know, it's a remarkable fact that uh, there have been at least a million babies born in the U.S. using lab-assistant techniques, uh, including IVF, in vitro fertilization. One of the reasons for that is that... Um, a lot of women are waiting longer and longer. They're having their careers and then they're saying, you know, 38 or 41. They're saying, I want to have kids. And then it, you know, the na it doesn't work the natural way. So they have to get uh, IVF. Um, so uh, research shows that um, 68,000 babies were born using one or the other of the methods in 2015. And um, it, uh, it it's amazing because, you know, you can start a family well after uh, nature uh, prevents you from having a normal pregnancy. It's a real boon to mankind. It's a vastly ex uh, expanding uh, technology. But is it safe? Is it safe for the offspring? Because what they've noticed is that there are slight changes, not in the DNA. The DNA is fine, but in the binding compounds that surround the DNA, uh, there are distinct changes found at birth and children conceived by IVF. So that's been a concern. Does it matter? These are what are called methylation changes. And they affect the expression of the DNA. They're not mutations, but they're just changes to the way that the DNA gets expressed. So the concern is, are these kids going to turn out to be normal? Well, by all accounts, they do. But this is a new study that looks at whether these changes to the DNA are lifelong or whether they abate. And what they found is good news. Only one of the modifications that was seen at the time near birth, immediately after birth, was seen by the time the children were nine years old. They appeared to normalize. And so uh, that is good news for the now hundreds of thousands, now a million IVF-conceived children. And this, these technologies are only going to expand. And uh, the good news is that they produce normal offspring. Um, this item, uh, why exercise improves kids' metabolic health? Not the kids exercising, but pregnant women exercising can have an impact on their kids' metabolic health. Uh, the researchers found that um, risk for obesity and type 2 diabetes can originate in the prenatal development period. In particular, there's a real concern that the increasing levels of obesity seen in women of reproductive age will transmit disease risk to subsequent generations. You, you do 
pass along the risk, not just unto your children, but unto uh, third and fourth generations. Turns out there's transgenerational uh, transmission of metabolic risk. They say it's important to understand that if this is not alleviated, rates of diabetes and obesity will only continue to grow in the coming years. So, you know, it, it may not be your fault. It may be your mom's fault. Uh, but what they have found is physical exercise during pregnancy in combination with adequate vitamin D levels enhances levels of something called superoxide dismutase which is a potent antioxidant generated in the body. It's hard to take oral SOD. It, it breaks down before it gets in the bloodstream. It's a nice idea, but it doesn't really work. You've got to generate the SOD in your own body for it to work. And it turns out that the SOD improves glucose tolerance in the offspring in a long-standing way. It may have a lifelong effect. They say it's early days, but understanding how exercise and fitness before and during pregnancy may be the key to better health for subsequent generations. Uh, in terms of clinical applications, they say it looks like the most efficient way to raise levels of SOD3 protein is still likely to be via physical exercise, a natural intervention that can easily be undertaken. And, you know, I got to say, you know, I, there are times when I go to the pool and there are women swimming there, and I swear it looks like they're preparing for a water delivery <laughs> because they're so pregnant that it's hard. They can't get on the treadmill. That wouldn't be good. All that jostling. Uh, they can't lie in their stomachs, but they can get in the water and they're suspended in the water and they swim quite well and they get a great workout, cardiovascular workout, cardiopulmonary, uh, exertion. And, uh, that sends blood to the placenta. And that is extremely beneficial for the baby, the forthcoming baby. So um, absolutely important to exercise during pregnancy, if only to avert gestational diabetes. But also uh, in combination with vitamin D can be very beneficial. All right. Uh, this one, a mother's fat intake can impact infant infectious disease outcomes. Uh, okay. Three main classes of fatty acids. A little... Um, molecular biology here. Three main classes of fatty acids include saturated fatty acids found in meats and dairy products, monounsaturated fatty acids found in plant-based liquid oils like olive oil, and canola, and polyunsaturated fatty acids, uh, which are found in nuts, fish, and shellfish. Polyunsaturated fatty acids, two categories, omega-6 and omega-3. Okay, the problem is that high intake of polyunsaturated fatty acids, uh, especially the omega-3 kind, can be immunosuppressive and can have an adverse effect on the gut. That's how it takes down your immunity. So what they found in this study is that the current recommendation for nursing mothers is to replace foods rich in saturated fatty acids with dietary polyunsaturated fatty acids with a lot of omega-6s and omega-3s. 
Well, we most people get too many omega-6s from seed oils, uh, you know, like uh, vegetable oils. The omega-3s we know come from salmon, fish, or supplements. But they say don't eat any saturated fats. That's the current mantra in the U.S. and in Canada. But given that polyunsaturated fatty acids worsened disease outcomes in postnatal diet studies, in our views, these recommendations should be reconsidered. It turns out that more saturated fat from, uh, from full-fat dairy and from meats actually had a beneficial effect on children's GI tracts at a very, very important stage during breastfeeding. This is an important stage for establishing the microbiome in babies who are breastfeeding. And what they're saying is that um, consumption of various dietary fat types alters the establishment of their child's bacteriome, also known as the microbiome, and can have lasting consequences on their ability to respond to infection during adulthood. So long-standing effects. Yes, breastfeeding is great for the kid's gut and puts beneficial bacteria and helpful protective substances, immune-modulating substances into the GI tract. It really kind of sets the stage for how your immune system is going to function going forward. Very, very important breastfeeding. But the diet of the mom influences the type of immunity that the kids are going to get. And going on an ultra-ultra low-fat diet or a diet low in saturated fatty acids isn't necessarily good, even if you do include polyunsaturated fatty acids. Like they say, oh, plenty of polyunsaturated fatty acids, corn oil, safflower oil, sunflower oil. Not so good. Better to consume more saturated fatty acids, those substances that are so demonized by dietary recommendations. 877-726-8255 is our number for Intelligent Medicine. Hi, this is Dr. Ronald Hoffman. As you know, this is a vital time to bolster our immune defenses. I've received countless requests for a specific list of supplements that I recommend to support immune health. That's why I've created the Intelligent Medicine Immune Support Protocol, my supplement recommendations offering the greatest boost for your immune system when it's needed most. Best medicine is preventive medicine. Just go to drhoffmanstore.com for more information. drhoffmanstore.com in addition to the immune support protocol, you'll find easy-to-follow links for our supplement starter kit, heart health protocol, and much more. These protocols are an easy way for you to get the exact combination of targeted supplements you need to help you follow the intelligent medicine lifestyle. The same supplements I take for myself and prescribe for my patients. And for a limited time, you'll get free priority shipping on all of your store orders. For more details, just go to drhoffmanstore.com. That's drhoffmanstore.com. Hi, this is Dr. Ronald Hoffman for Biomega Fish Oil from Biotics Research. For over 40 years, Biotics Research has been providing the highest quality supplements surpassing industry standards. Biomega Fish Oil contains therapeutic doses of vital omega-3s in the triglyceride form, which is highly bioavailable. Biotics Research ensures maximum purity and freshness by managing their fish oils from catch to capsule. For more information, go to drhoffman.com slash bioticsresearch. That's drhoffman.com slash bioticsresearch for Biomega Fish Oil. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here, 877-726-8255, our number. And you can jot that number down and uh, record a question. 
uh, like this individual did. Yes, doctor, I'm glad you took my call. See, I'm curious about uh, oxygen saturation. I have a saturation meter, but I don't know what the number should be for it to be satisfactory. Thank you. Okay, you know, people are, you know, an essential piece of home equipment these days, in addition to a thermometer, uh, is something called a pulse ox, which you can get from, you know, anywhere from uh, low double digits to uh, low triple digits in terms of the sophistication and accuracy. Um, but it's a good thing to have around because uh, let's say you come down sick with COVID uh, and, you know, you think you're kind of heading downhill, but you want to tough it out at home. Uh, but you want some kind of metric to tell you whether it's time to show up and get hospitalized. And uh, that little device can be very accurate because temperature is not a good way of determining how severe your COVID is. Some people have no temperatures, some people have high temperature, but they're still going to be okay. Uh, when your breathing starts to deteriorate and your oxygen saturation goes down, uh, then sometimes it's time to pull the trigger and, uh, you know, Discretion's a better part of valor. Show up, get evaluated, see if they need to admit you to the hospital because you can take a very, very fast nosedive when uh, your breathing goes south. So uh, normally in a healthy individual, uh, you're going to have about a 97, 98. Um, that's an optimal score. Uh, some people, especially older people, may start with lower scores, you know, 95 or 96. People with respiratory problems may have uh, scores in the low 90s to begin with. But so what you do is record a score uh, when you're okay. And then if you're sick, see if it deteriorates. And if it uh, goes down, you know, f you know, five points from 97 to 92, even though 92 may be normal for somebody with emphysema, that's uh, troublesome. And that suggests that you may be uh, heading in the wrong direction. So that's a good thing to keep at home and, uh, you know, keep it uh, powered up so that you can check on your status. Thanks for that good call. Uh, this item, dietary cocoa improves health of obese mice, likely has implications for humans. Okay, a lot of uh, murine studies on mice that uh, are said to have implications for humans. What they say here is that chocolate consumption is associated with reduced risk of cardiometabolic disease, including stroke, coronary heart disease, and type 2 diabetes. Um, what they did is they fed mice uh, cocoa powder, but it, you know, it was sugar-free cocoa powder. They added it to their feed. A um, little bit difficult to translate to human terms because a very tiny amount in mice translates to about 10 tablespoons of cocoa powder a day or about five cups of unsweetened hot cocoa a day. Uh, and what they found is that there were uh, distinct metabolic benefits uh, for the mice, the mice, uh, even though the mice were on a high fat diet, uh, they were, the, they gained weight at a 21% lower rate and had smaller spleen weights, which indicates less inflammation. At the end of the study, mice fed the cocoa powder supplemented diet at 28% less fat in their livers. So it was good for fatty liver. The cocoa treated mice had 56% lower levels of oxidative stress. 75% lower levels of DNA damage in the liver compared to high fat-fed controlled uh, mice. So, um, however, some pitfalls in translating that to humans because um, I am a chocolate fancier. I like dark chocolate, 85 or 90% uh, chocolate. And I'm looking at my favorite chocolate pack here, 
And I came to the realization, you know, I like a little bit of chocolate, you know, before a show, you know, after dinner. And I may go through a package a day, small package, looks small, but um, it's got 560 calories per package. <laughs> and so in an effort to uh, trim down before bicycle season uh, and uh, so I could fit in my wetsuit, um, I decided to just stop eating chocolate, you know, just stop. And the net effect is I lost about five pounds. And that's been in only about, you know, a couple of weeks. So the additional sumptuous form of calories, you got to be careful, even though chocolate may have benefits. Okay, well, that's all the time we have for today's program. And uh, thanks for all the great questions. 877-726-8255 is the number that you can call and record a question. We'll have those questions for you next week. And uh, check out drhoffman.com for more free content. You can download our podcast there. You can also subscribe to our newsletter. Upcoming great article on the subject of exercise. So you can check it out. Follow us on social media, Facebook and Twitter. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Have yourselves a great weekend. This is Intelligent Medicine.